Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. From the book of Revelation, chapter 2. We're going to be doing verses 1 through 7, the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Praise God. So good to have everybody here tonight in the house of the Lord. We could have been facing 10 inches of snow tonight. I want to be the weatherman because, or the weather app, or whoever does the weather app, because that way you can be wrong, change your mind, alter it, and go a different way. Amen. Oh, by the way, there's a lot of preachers doing that anyway, so. Praise the Lord. Lord, help me behave tonight. The Lord said, that's your business, not mine. <clears throat> All right. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus write these things, saith he which holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. It's good church. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and have found and are not and have found them liars. Good church. And hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. I have something against thee. I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove the candlestick out of his place except thou repent. But this thou hast that hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Let's just talk about my first love for just a few minutes. My first love. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you today. We thank you, God, for your grace, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that you will just speak to someone's heart tonight. Lord, I'm asking you, Father, that you would move in this service. I believe you've already done what you wanted to do. Lord, I know you've already accomplished some things that you had set out in this service, and I thank you, Lord, for it. Lord, but as you pressed upon me, let's, Lord, deal with this tonight. Help me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. My first love. We are on a quest tonight. A quest For the presence of the Lord. We need to understand that we are searching for what God has for us. Jesus declared in John 5, he said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. This scripture tonight is, as I read from Revelation chapter 2, just, just 
stood out from my memory years ago when I pastored south of here in, in another location, another time, another place. A lady came to my office, and she had good intentions, I believe, noble intentions, uh, even misguided as they were. She sat down and she said, I think you ought to preach harder on holiness. How often do you hear that? I think you ought to preach harder on holiness. I think you ought to preach it stricter. I think you need to. There's some people here that need to hear it. That's exactly what she said. There's some people here that need to hear it. You need to, you know, suppress it. I thought, oh, that's awesome. I said, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to start with you right here, right now. And, it, and I started right here with her, I, 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 right one-on-one. I said, let me talk about what God wants you to do in your life and where you need to straighten up. And, boy, I, I just, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of, of, of wisdom, I guess. I don't know. But I started talking about how that she was gossiping and tail-bearing and backbiting. I didn't even tell her that she was a Jezebel, which I knew she was, but I didn't even tell her that. But, but, but here's the thing about this church. This church could tell everybody else how wrong they were. This church in Ephesus could point out the false doctrine. They could point out where there were hypocrites and, hype, and folks that were not living right. They could point out where everybody else was. The deeds of the Nicolaitans, let's deal with them. Let's, the Lord said, I, I, I understand you hate the deeds of Nicolaitans. I understand that you're laboring, and I, I know that you've faced apostles that say they're apostles, but they are not. You have faced false teachers, and you have found them to be liars, and, and, and you've faced all these things with other folks, but I hear the Lord saying, but I have somewhat against you. I want to talk to you. I want to talk about where you are. Amen. I, 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 I just want to talk to somebody today that's blaming everybody else for their spiritual woes. Blaming everybody else for where they are and how bad they've got it and, 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 and how tough everything is and, 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 and if, if so and so was doing what they were supposed to be doing then I, I, I could get to church. If they weren't being such a hypocrite then I would get to church. Or I'd live for God if this would. I feel the Holy Ghost help me Jesus walk in wisdom tonight. Amen. But this is a problem problem that is me. It's a problem that we've got to examine ourselves. We are real easy to point fingers at somebody because they live a different way out in the world than they do at church and say, look at here. They're, look at how they're living. They're not living right on the job. I see them. Look at that hypocrisy. Look at that. They're not, they, they, they talk in tongues at church and then they cuss and swear on the job. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I'm talking to somebody that needs to hear me. Stop right there. If you're going to allow some sorry, backslidden hypocrite to keep you from heaven, uh, amen, then that is on you. You're going to walk straight to the pearly gates, amen, because of your life and your faith and your first love. I'm calling you back to loving church because you love God, not because there's somebody doing something right or doing something wrong or who's singing in the choir or who's not singing in the choir or who's testifying and who's not, who's preaching and who's not preaching, who's leading and who's not leading. I'm saying quit worrying about that and go back to your first love when you got the Holy Ghost. You couldn't Keep yourself from the house of God. You wanted to be in the house of God every chance you got. But now, a little riff, a little issue, a little problem, a little disagreement. I have somewhat against you, the Lord said. You've done good. 
hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, despise hypocrisy. Amen. There's, a, there's folks that are hypocrites that come to the house of God. But there's hypocrites at Walmart. And people still go there. Still shop. Still buy. Well, I ain't going to Walmart because there's a hypocrite that greeted me at the door and said, welcome to Walmart. And you can tell they didn't care. Amen. I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. Please hear me tonight. Whether it's you or whether it's somebody watching tonight, I pray you go back to your first love. Fall in love with Jesus. Don't fall in love with people. Fall in love with Jesus. When it comes to salvation, fall in love with Jesus. The fact of the matter is that the Lord loved this church or he wouldn't have put them in the seven letters. He loved these people. So what is he saying? He's saying, I don't care if you think you're perfect or not. This church could have been considered a perfect church. Ephesus was one of the well-established churches of its day. It is in now at this point of riding into its second generation. At first sight, it appears to be perfect. It's a church that the Lord said, I know thy works. You're a serving church. I know your activity, your industry. I know your accomplishment, your progress, and your program. I know your doing. Amen. I know your ministry. I know your works. That's a good church. It's a church where he said, I know thy labor. Amen. I know your intensity, your, your toil, and what you have worked hard to develop there in, in your church. And that's great. I know that. He's not rebuking them for their works. He's not rebuking them for their activity. He's not rebuking them for their labor of love. He said, I know you have patience. We preached on this this morning. You have the endurance to stand trials. Amen. You're going on through the times that are tough. But I've come to tell you that there's something I want you to do and know. This is a perfect church. It's a separated church. It's a holy, sanctified church. You cannot bear them that are evil. You're, you're not going to put up with that. You're a holy church. You're a separated church. Amen. But what's keeping you from the house of God tonight? What What's keeping you from the house of the Lord tonight? What's keeping you from prayer meeting tonight? Amen. You can preach holiness till you're blue in the face. But if you don't love him first, if you don't love him first. He said, nevertheless, I was somewhat against thee. You have left thy first love. Husband and wife driving down the road. In a 1956 blue Chevy truck. Steering wheel's loose. We've got to give it this number. That's why I'm doing it like that. Grandpa's sitting there. He's sitting in his seat. They've had this, they've had this truck for years. Grandma's sitting over on the other side next to the window. He's sitting by the window driving. And Grandma says, honey, I remember when we used to sit together, hold hands and hook arms in this old truck. Yeah, baby, we sure did. I'm right where I've always been. I said, I'm right where I've always been. 
Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I remember I remember when we had those revivals and those prayer meetings and I'd show up early for church and I'd cry and I'd seek you. Oh, Lord, I know, I know where I, 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 there was a time, oh, God, and the Lord said, I'm right here where I've always been. I haven't moved. Amen. It's your love. It's your love to examine. Do you love the Lord today? Amen. It's time to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Love his church. Love his, his house. Love his word. Notice, he didn't say you have lost your first love. He said you left it. You left it. Folks say, well, I just fell out of love. Like they stumbled off of a chair. Are they stripped going down the road or tripped over a stone? Like I, you, you know what? You don't fall into love. You decide to love. Hallelujah. I said you don't fall. Nobody falls in love. That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a crazy notion. Because if you fell in love, you can fall out of love. You don't fall into love. You decide to love. Because if you fall into love, there's going to be the day that you wake up and you're not feeling like you're in love. So am I falling today or am I falling in? Am I falling out? But when you decide you're going to love, that means it doesn't matter what comes today or tomorrow, whether I think she's pretty or not pretty. I'm loving her anyway. Amen. Whether I'm happy or not happy, love anyway. There's sometimes when God does not look like, like I will. He wants me to be what and do what I don't feel. I don't feel that. He said, you have left your first love. Not lost, left. That is an indictment that says, I'm sending away. Matter of fact, this is the same term of a husband divorcing their wife. It is the same term that means to disregard, to omit, to neglect, to leave something behind, to leave one not by taking him as a companion is what it means, to abandon, to destitute. The Lord is saying, I know your service. I know your ministry. I know your holiness standards. I know your faith. Can I stop right here? There's some people that believe in, 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 in their heart that as long as they don't do certain things that have to do with holiness externals where people could see them, as long as they don't do that, they can live any willy-nilly way that they want to. It doesn't matter if I have clothes on from my, 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 my wrist to my ankles. If I'm not loving him, what good is it? Please hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. God will take somebody off the street that doesn't look like you, that loves him and hug them and care for them. Why? Because he would choose the love over somebody's self-righteous spirit. Praise God. Our first love should be considered our intimacy with Jesus Christ. The Lord said, I am thy shield. I am thy shield. Not I will be your shield. I want to be your shield. I am your shield. Hallelujah. 
He then tells them, remember church from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except you repent. But here's the promise. If you will repent, if you'll recognize where you are, fall back in love with Jesus again, fall in love with his word, fall in love with his church, fall in love with worship, fall in love with righteousness, fall in love with godliness. He said, here's the promise. Amen. Let him that hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. You want to enjoy the blessings of God forever? Then repent and say, I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. Falling in love with you. Falling in love with you. All over again. All over again. Stand with me, please. I don't know how many times I've seen husbands gripe about what their wives are doing and ah, she's not being this and she's not being that and she's not like, you know, she, 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 she's just being ugly to me. She's treating me bad. Here's the question. How are you treating her? I just feel like the Lord and his church and his people, they're not treating me right. They're not loving me. How are you treating the Lord? I have found this to be, is that if I'll just behave like I want my wife to behave to me, by chance, by chance, I'll get touched in the head and realize I can't help anything but me. And when you begin to look at people in church and you say, this is the issue, that's the issue. Lord, I don't even know why I'm going down this road. I had a cute message picked out. I was going to preach y'all happy tonight. I want you to know that for sure. But we can't afford to allow the deeds of the Nicolaitans or that old brother or that sister that just ain't living for God, that go to church and look like they're living for God. And because they are not, I'm just going to fold my arms. I'll just not live for the Lord. Really, is that a... A thing you're going to say to the Lord when you stand before Him and say, Lord, I would have loved you, but Sister Sally Shue, Brother Billy Bob, I would really love you, but He's going to look at you and He'll say, I never knew you. What is He saying? I didn't have an intimate relationship with you. If you want to know the Lord, then fall in love with Him all over again. I don't know about you, but I want to fall. I want to fall in love with what he's doing. I want to fall in love with his church. I want to fall in love with miracle signs and wonders. I want to fall in love with his righteousness and godliness. I want to fall in love with his power. Do you feel that today? Lift your hands and say, oh God, here I am. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.